Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Glory to God. Let's, let's pray. Let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come through and in your word. In Jesus mighty name. Okay, we're starting a series called God Wants to Guide You. God Wants to Guide You. And it's very important for us to understand that it is God's desire to lead us and to guide us. And I like to say that one of the key things we understand about God and we know about God is that He wants to relate to us as Father. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And let's look at verse 8 to 10. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8 to 10. This was when... Um, go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And I'd like to say one of the ways to make the most out of this ministry um, is to have a note for church. Okay? Have a church note. I didn't say, well, depending on the English. Not, uh, not just the jotter. Okay? Not uh, I was there jotter. You know when you go for some funerals or some wedding. Then they give you a 10 page jotter. I was there. Mama has gone to be with the Lord. You know, go to the bookshop and buy a proper note, okay? If you're still writing, but if you're using electronic stuff, it's fine. And uh, document these things and write them down. These are trainings for your spirit. That's the approach. Praise God. Are you, are you following me? You know, I, I write, I try to, I write, well, I was writing before. Uh, I can go back to my messages from 99... 2000, 2000, I have jotters for each year. You know, sometimes some jotters are so big, they go two, three years. If I can remember a year a message was preached, I can go back and study it again. Because these things are for our lives. And most importantly, you are being trained to train others. So you can go back to your notes and go through it. Praise the name of the Lord. And then, if you are using your phone, make sure it's on flight mode. Alright? If not, the temptation to reply WhatsApp messages will be high. Don't worry. My pastor is preaching. I will get back to you. <laughs> no. You see, the enemy would not mind you being distracted. To be present and to be distracted is a waste of time. Are you following what I'm saying? You remember the parable of the sower, right? So you make sure that the seed is entering. Praise God. So you do that so that the things we're studying and we're teaching, you can document them very properly. Uh, if God did not leave us His Word, His written Word, you know, it will be a challenge today. Anybody can come and say, God said. But thank God that His words were documented so we can always go back to it. Um, personally, I mean, I'm, I'm trying my best. I, I, I struggle with using electronic stuff to, to, to study. I mean, that's just personal preference. It doesn't mean this one is more holy than the one on the iPad. You know, but I kind of, you know, like to write on the written, the written word. Just immersing myself in it and I still like the feel of paper. Praise God. Okay, Genesis 1.26. Are you there? Say amen if you're there. Then God said, let us make man in our image. 
According to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the beds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man. So man was created in the image of God. And you must understand something which is very important. We were created so we can fellowship with God. It's, 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 it's more like creating a family. And one of the most important components of a family is communication. Are you following this now? If you are married, for instance, and you, you're married, and you and your wife, you're not communicating properly, uh, there's going to be tension in that house. So communication is vital in our relationship with God. Not just us communicating to God, but us hearing God. Now, if you go to Genesis chapter 3, and verse 8 this was after they had sinned then they heard the sound of the Lord working in the garden in the cool of the day so they heard God working praise God and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden you know life is very funny they said they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord <laughs> and the Lord knew where, they, knew where they were David said if I make my bed in hell he said you are there with me he said where will I hide from your presence Praise God. And said, God, they heard the voice of God. And then the Lord called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And God is very funny. <laughs> he, God called to him as if he didn't know where he was. He said, Where are you? And the man said, The man said, um, Verse 10, He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. So he heard God. He knew when God came to visit. He knew when God came to fellowship. So God always wanted a fellowship with man. And the basis of that fellowship is communication. God always desires to guide man. But you realize that what happened was that after God gave him all of these instructions and they sinned, they began to hide from the presence of God. The voice of God that was supposed to bring comfort now started bringing fear. The voice of God that's supposed to bring direction now started bringing fear. And God says, where, where, did, where did you hide? Where are you? And that's what happens to a lot of believers. God is asking, where are you? I want to guide you. And that's why it's God that when you want to do some things that are not right, you don't like listening to the messages. You don't like coming to church. Because you're afraid of that instruction. You don't like hearing the messages. But the thing I want to establish here is that even when they had fallen, God's desire was to communicate with them. God wants to communicate with you. And I'll say this very bold and clear. No New Testament believer was designed to be led by prophets. No New Testament believer was designed to be led by prophets. A prophet can only affirm and confirm the things that are ready in your spirit. But God wants to lead you personally. God wants to guide you personally. You are not to be guided by prophets. Are you, are you following what I am saying? You are not to be guided by prophets. God did not put prophets in the church to guide his children. And that's why he discovered that with all what is going on right now, if you belong to some of those ministries, you and your prophet will be stranded now. Because the prophet is isolated. <laughs> and they can't prophesy to you via online streaming. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Because then how many people are you going to tell that something is after them? I mean, you're going to be, I mean, you're doing streaming and there's nobody there. You're going to start saying, somebody's after you, this one is killing you, this one is escapating you, this one wants to kill you, this one wants to kill you, this one wants to kill you. Are you following? That's why it's good to be rooted in the Word. Because right now, with what is going on in the world, if you cannot put yourself in an environment where those prophets can see what is wrong with you, what do you do? Now, prophet is isolated. You are on lockdown. How do you do it? You, you realize the futility of that system. But if you are rooted in the word of God, even when there is no prophet, even when there is no church service, what's going to happen? You will get into the word and you will grow. Are, are, are you following what I'm saying? And that's why it's important that you learn the things you are taught. Because many times, your man of God will not be there. He wasn't even designed to be there in the first place. He was designed to teach you so you can relate to God on your own. Don't sublet your ears to a prophet. Don't sublet your hearing to a prophet. Are you following what I'm saying? Prophets have their roles and their functions and we'll spend time to really look at that from the scripture. Let me even say that. Let me say that about a prophet. Because in Africa here we have a misconception about prophets. Very unhealthy, unscriptural, a cake, outdated understanding of the ministry of a prophet. And what we find out is that in the New Testament dispensation, we have Old Testament-like prophets. They didn't cross over to the New Testament. And the reason they don't cross over to New Testament practices is that in the New Testament, they are a bit irrelevant. And so if they stay with New Testament practice, they will not be able to function the way they are functioning. Because in the New Testament, the ministry of the prophet is a ministry of equipping, not the ministry of direction. The ministry of direction is solely for the Holy Ghost. I'll repeat that again. In the New Testament, the prophet does not give direction. He affirms what God is already speaking in your spirit. The prophet came to, prophet Agabus came to Paul and said, any man whose belt is like this, he's going to be tied. And, and when he goes to Jerusalem, they are going to kill him. What did Paul say? Paul says, I'm not only ready to be tied, I'm ready to die. It's like, you know, it's like he's in a service. And then Prophet Agabus comes. Ah, go deeper, man of God. Go deeper, man of God. Carry your belt. Say, they are going to tie you. Say, ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will not be tied. I will not be tied. Oh, Paul says, tied? I'm ready to die. What he was trying to say is that what you're saying is not new. The Lord had already told me that worse things will happen to me. You know what God told him? He said, through many tribulations, will you preach this gospel? God had already told him the wicked things that will happen to him. And the man was ready. So when the prophet came and said, belt, he said, no, it's not only belt. I'm ready to die. Are you following what I'm saying? In fact, most of our prophets today, what are they? What are they? What are they used to? Somebody is after you. Somebody wants to kill you. Somebody is after changing your destiny. If somebody can change your destiny, that destiny was imported from China. It's not from God. Because, you see, some things are very illogical. Now, at, uh, whatever, the t- whatever, whatever is being taught. Right? Now, <laughs> let me not even use anybody as an example because people take things very seriously. So I have... <laughs> I have... A destiny, whatever that destiny is. This television have a destiny, whatever the television destiny is. So, 
the, the television is wicked. So he changes my destiny for his destiny. Right? Do you realize that my destiny is useless to the television? Because the, the television was not, funct- was not designed to function with my destiny. Are you following what I'm saying? So you realize the truth of the matter is that if God has granted something to you, it's yours. No matter what the enemy tries to do, it will only aid the purposes of God if you walk in the light of the word. Nobody, listen carefully to what I'm saying now, nobody can stop you in this life but yourself. And part of the way you stop yourself is ignorance and believing what is not true. And even if something like that wants to happen, God will provide a way of escape for you. When Herod wanted to kill Jesus, what happened? God appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, take this route. A way of escape was provided. When they saw Joseph on the natural, when you look at it, when they saw Joseph, you look at it from the natural plane, you think, oh, those guys were wicked. They saw Joseph. But when you look at it from the, the perspective of the divine life, you realize that that was necessary so he can go to Egypt. His father would have never allowed him to go to Egypt. So some of the things you are concerned about right now, in the next five years, you realize they were part of the process so you can get into where God has ordained for you. You would act differently. God wants to guide you. Somebody say, well, pastor, are you saying there are no witches and wizards in this world? I'm saying that the word of God works. Stick with the word. Are you saying there are no wicked people in this world? If a man's way pleases the Lord, he will make his enemies to be at peace with him. So your concern is not the wicked people. Your concern is your ways. What about that man in Abakalike? Stay with the word. (laughs) I don't know. Stay with the word. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why, listen very carefully. I want to say this now. It's going to help somebody. That's why you realize that some people who are believers here, right? Right? Believers in, in our African cult, co- context and culture. When they travel abroad and they stay there for some time, it's almost like they don't want to serve God anymore. They are easily, uh, how will I put it now? I want to use the right word. I don't want to use the word backslide, but they easily just, it's almost like, ah, what have I been doing? You know why? Because for the first time, for one year, they heard the whole message. They did not hear which. They, I'm telling you. They heard it one year. They did not hear somebody wants to kill you. You understand? They just heard, maybe it might not even be very deep teachings. They just heard exaltation. You know, God wants to bless you. God is good. God is merciful. God is kind. For one year, they didn't hear that. And they didn't hear very strange stories. Oh, somebody went to build house in the village. He immediately just said the first block. He died. And two of his own co said, anybody who said block, we die. You know, they, they, so they were, after a while, they just realize it looks like they are not serious Christians. Why? Because our Christianity has been rooted. We've not learned to separate African culture from the Christian. So we read that into the Bible. I, I, are, you, are you following this now? Now, but if a man is properly taught the gospel, anywhere he goes, he will be convinced. And what is that? The message of salvation. That the centrality of the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And if a man understands this, he's confident. There's nothing that annoys me like a believer being afraid of wicked forces. It's very annoying. It's so annoying that I would recommend flogging before teaching. Afraid? Why? For what? 
And the reason is because when ministers teach us this way, we are perpetually under their control. So we always look up to them. Are you following what I'm saying? We always look up to them. Yeah, you know, we, we, you, know, you should honor your minister. First Thessalonians tells us that those who uh, labor among you recognize them and give them honor for their work's sake. For their work's sake. For the role. What is the work? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13. For the work of equipping you. You should respect the minister that teaches you to be independent of him more than the one that teaches you to be dependent on him. Because at the end of the day, you are being equipped so that you will not be tossed to and fro. Are you still here? God wants to guide us. And why am I saying all of this? Because God doesn't want to guide us through another believer. It might happen, but that is not His primary, uh, that is not the perfect will. The perfect will of God is that He wants to guide every one of us seated here individually and accurately. That's God's mind. When, when, how did this ministry of, let me explain this now, how did the ministry of prophets being intermediary before man between man and God came. It was because when God wanted to give them the commandments on Mount Sinai, when they saw the thunders and the lightnings, they said, God, don't speak to us. They rejected the voice of God. If not, if not, um, um, when God wants to speak to the children of Israel, He asked Moses to gather them, right? And He would speak to all of them. But when they heard the thunders and the lightnings of God, they said, God, don't speak to us anymore. Speak to Moses and Moses will speak to us. That was the beginning of the intermediary of prophets and, and sons of God. That was like they rejected the voice of God for themselves. I don't want to hear God. So talk to Moses. Moses will come and talk to us. Easy way out. Do you realize that Abraham was called a prophet? In fact, one of the first people called prophets in the scripture was Abraham. He never prophesied ever, over anybody. Why was he called a prophet? Because he knew the mind of God 430 years. What God was going to do in 430 years. So a prophet is not the one who calls your car number. A prophet is the one who knows the mind, the plans, and the purposes of God. Isn't it amazing that we have prophets who are so accurate with car numbers and deaths and curses and nobody could pick this whole thing ongoing in the world. And what is annoying is when prophets get it wrong, they don't come publicly to apologize. They'll find a story around it. In the Old Testament, if a prophet gave a prophetic word and it did not come to pass, they would stone him to death. And why would they stone him to death? So that other prophets would learn not to use the name of the Lord in vain. Because we have prophets, especially election times, who prophesy all kinds of stuff. And then it doesn't come to pass. They would not say, well, it was because we prayed. Let me tell you something. You know, I've heard, I mean, I've sat in front of the television and people come up and just start giving prophetic words. And I just tell myself, this one didn't hear God. The spirit on your inside will tell you that that person is off track. He will tell you. Glory to God. He will tell you. And if a, if a prophet brings a word that can be changed, he will tell you. Where, you know, if, <laughs> why am I talking about prophets so much this morning? But you realize that when prophets in the Old Testament brought a word, they'll say, God is going to do this, God is going to do this, this is going to happen. Say, but if you repent and if you change, God will do this, God will do this, God will do this. They gave you that window of opportunity even before you repented. So that you will know that the ultimate end of God is redemption. 
Are you still here? So God doesn't want us to be led by secondary sources. He wants to lead us. That's why I, that's why I, I, I didn't title this message How to be led by the Spirit of God. I titled it God wants to guide you. God wants to lead you. That is His desire. All through scriptures, we find out that God's mind is to guide you. And if you would listen to God, you will end up right. Go to Exodus chapter 23 and verse 20. Very interesting passage of scripture. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Come on, are you learning something this morning? Say loud amen if you are. Are you learning something this morning? Praise God. Exodus chapter 23. Did I get my scripture wrong? Yeah, I think I got it wrong. Exodus. Are you in Genesis or Exodus? Where are you guys? Projectors. Okay. Exodus chapter 23 verse 20. It's like people need a prophet in that projecting room. Behold, I'm going to send my angel before you to guide you along the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Did you see that? Come on, did you see that? It says, now the children of Israel, they were living in Egypt after 430 years of bondage. None of them had been in the wilderness. None of them have gone this way before. It's like all of us. None of us have been in this year before. It's new to everybody. And he says, you know what? I'm going to bring my angel before you. He will lead you and bring you. That means he's going to guide you to the place. How were they going to survive the wilderness? By the guidance of God. How are you going to survive this earth? By the guidance of God. How are you going to survive this turbulent year? By the guidance of God. And God has a specific guidance for you. We must learn to listen and yield. And you realize that they were led by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And it's so interesting that, for instance, um, maybe, you know, the wife has gone to the market and she's preparing to cook and she's whistling. You know how sometimes women sing when they are cooking. Okay? (laughs) And then the cloud starts moving. You know what this woman is going to do? Come on, how many of you know what this woman is going to do? She's going to close that whole thing and pack her stuff. You know why? Because they don't have a clue where they are. If they want to get to Canaan, you've got to follow the cloud. That's why one of the ways to, to, to constantly hear the voice of God is to instantly obey the voice of the Spirit. That's how they were led to Canaan. Direction. Most believers are not guided. They say, well, you know what, God? I've been looking for this goat meat all my life. You can go. I will pursue the cloud. I will see the cloud when it's going. Let me finish. And by the time they finish cooking, there's no cloud. Then they will start assuming. Or they will start copying other people's life. There is a spe- Come on, say there's a specific plan. Say, say it loud and clear. Say there is a specific plan for my life. Come on, say it one more time. Say there's a specific plan. For my life. If you are assured of that, you'll be confident in what the Lord has asked you to do. Praise the name of the Lord. 
So he says, Behold, I'm going to send an angel before you to guide you along the way to bring you into the place which I have prepared. So God had already prepared that place. How do you get to that place? You have to listen to the voice of that angel. Now, he's, he used the word angel, the angel of the Lord's presence in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it is now the voice of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Is now the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'll say this again. A New Testament believer is not to be led by angels. In fact, we exalt angels a lot. But if you study the scripture carefully, you know that angels were sent to minister to us. As servants. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. So, there should not be exaltation of angels. That's why if somebody comes here and says, Well, I was sleeping tonight. Why is it that uh, ministers have contributed a lot? Why is it that sometimes people feel they cannot hear the voice of God today? It's the way ministers have described the voice of God. Say, praise the Lord. Around 3.44 a.m., the Lord woke me up. He said, my son, my son, Maxwell, Ogaga, God knows my native name. Arise, go thee, henceforth, Tita, and plant a church. <laughs> you know, many people, many people ask me, how do you, I've never heard God like that. I mean, I've heard audible voices twice in my life, but I mean, it was to save me from, from catastrophe. Most of the things I do in ministry, just an inward witness. How do I know that I'm called? I know on my inside that I'm called. There's no dramatic, God did not appear to me and give me fire and give, you know, in those days, ah, funny enough, especially after Bishop Wedebo gave the, the commission of winners, when people say, I was in an 18 hour vision, everybody started having their own vision. It was not up to 18 hours, somewhere six, somewhere because of hunger. God couldn't keep them for 18 hours. You know, they will die before the vision is over. You know, I hear people say, I was in a two-hour vision. God said, why were you not having two hours vision before the man came? Copycats. You know, it was my father. God used to deliver me. After I read Good Morning Holy Spirit. How many of you have read that book? Good Morning Holy Spirit. I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to tell me good morning. And I will tell him good morning every, every morning. You know, when you read how Benny Hinn, the Holy Spirit will... My father delivered me through two things. Number one, flogging me out. Because instead of the time to go and wash plate, I'm waiting for Holy Spirit to say, after they have locked me two times, say, Holy Spirit, you know, waiting on you is making them to beat me. So I'll be washing plate. If you have good money, you can come and tell me there. Then my father had to sit me down and say, listen, people have unique experiences with God. Because that's how you'll now be waiting for Holy Spirit, good morning. You'll now go and see strange spirit. that will tell you to pull your shirt and go to the market. And you'll be doing it with confidence. You are going mad. So you have to stay with the written word. Are you following what I'm saying? You stay with the written word. The word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. That is why when the disciples had all those dramatic experiences on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know what Jesus told them? He says, don't tell anybody what you saw. But he says, go and preach the gospel. I mean, what more dramatic experience can you have than stand with a man and he's completely transformed? Men... If you stay on that, if that was, that's all you will preach. And out, I mean, I can say this very publicly. You realize that all those who build their ministries on their experiences after a while they don't last, and that those who were raised from the dead, or former grandmaster, who called grandmaster, former grandmaster, former queen of the coast. If you are queen of the coast, there you are a queen here. Then you come here, you are suffering. Why not stay there as queen? I, I was queen. I was number two. How many number two does Satan have? 
You see, every four four years. House number two. I have children underwater. I have cow underwater. How do you have children and cow underwater? You are trekking here. Sense will not tell you to stay underwater. You now build the whole ministry on the fact that you are number two to Satan. That's not the gospel. The, the man that was delivered of seven demons did not go and start preaching, you know, I had legion. I had legion. Your testimony is not the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus died. He rose from the grave. That is the gospel. Preach it. You know, we like celebrity mode in church. So, somebody can just come and tell, oh, I went to hell. I saw a ring. I saw cassava. He said, yeah, come and tell them. Tell them, let them hear. Tell them, let them. No. No. A thousand times, no. That's why when um, rich man and the Lazarus, I mean, I can put you through scriptures on this. When the rich man and the Lazarus, what did the, 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 the poor man say, Lazarus? He said, please, let people come from here and go and warn my brothers. What did Jesus say? He said, if they cannot listen to those who are teaching them, they will not hear who is dead. You will be amazed thinking that when all those people come, the whole world will be saved. After hearing all those stories, where are we with salvation? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes we make some very nice statements in church. God is turning my mess into a message. He's turning my mess into a message. Your mess can be called a message. Your mess is your mess. The message is the message. Stay with the message. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What is the message? The message is, Jesus came, He died, He paid for our sin, and He's resurrected. That's the message. I We like all this, you know, and it looks good. So you don't come. Ah, I was a former armed robber. I used to steal. I used to kiss. Mm, that God is powerful. You have no head. That's not salvation. That's why no amount, nobody saw testimonies like the children of Israel. Have you ever seen a Red Sea part? Imagine we are standing before Bonnie Waterside and he part. I mean, if Bonnie Waterside part and God say walk through that ground, some of you will take off. Are you joking? Think, let me go back to Egypt. I'd rather be a slave. Do dragon. I mean, somebody like me, I know, I know what you'll be thinking. Like, if we get to the middle of this river, they now take lights in heaven. River called close. That guy, that guy, forget, 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 forget. Do you know what I mean? I mean, come on. How many of you will think that way? Then you will now realize that when people are crossing, guys will be rushing. I mean, husband and wife. Akim and Mrs. Akim, what's going to happen? My dear, wait for me to I cross home. <laughs> like, if God changes his mind in the middle of this river, let, at least let me know that I'm saved. I can marry another wife. <laughs> Do you understand that? All kinds of stuff. They saw those miracles. These guys ate angels' food. Angels' food is not super packing domain. Man, angels' food. They didn't have to cook it. It came every morning fresh from heaven's bakery. Their shoes did not grow old. Like, I mean, I mean you know all those your shoes, like sandals. You're wearing sandals. You're 30, the same sandals. 40, the same sandals. I mean, you don't even ask somebody, like, how's your shoe? My shoe is growing. Like, wow. Your shoe is adding weight. Like, you come to church, like, man, if me wearing these shoes, you're 50. These guys wore the same shoe for 40 years. Had money. They had so much money, they built an idol. That's so much wealth. Are you following this? Their natural body was not abated. There was no virus. Nobody said, I'm feeling feverish. 
I mean, these little children were trekking for 40 years. They were not tired. I mean, they were just trekking and trekking and trekking. In the wilderness, they were not trekking in New York. And these guys needed meat. God brought, brought wind. Meat came. Men, they ate meat until meat started coming out of their nosery. What miracles did they not see? Ten plagues. Water turned into blood. Frogs in Egypt. Firstborn dead. Man, manifestations. But the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, see these same people, this same word was preached, but they did not believe it. See today, if you hear it, do not harden your heart like them. The example of the children of Israel was negative. Are you following? So what I'm trying to say is that it's not miracles that convince people. It is the gospel. The truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, go to John chapter 1. Those of you in second service, you always have a way of making the time go fast. I've not even said anything. John chapter 1, verse 11. I like this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay with the reading word. You know, there is something that, there is something we used to say way back. I don't know, we don't say it often now, but we used to say it way back. It says, if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Our conviction is rooted in the word of God. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 12, verse 11. But he came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Jesus came and they received him. You know, most of us think that if Jesus were to be alive, I'll be a believer a thousand times. No, he came to his own. They didn't receive him. Look at this. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the legal right, the exousia, to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So, we now have a right to be children of God. And I said this, you know, women go through a lot when they get pregnant, right? <laughs> That's why some of you men need to be to lead your family with wisdom. You come and say you are the only child your mother gave birth to, as if it's your wife's fault. I say, so I want eight children to compensate for my for my mother. So four for them, what would they would have had? And a four. <laughs> That's why before you get married to him, I ask him very clearly, how many children do you want? I mean, I don't have any issues with so many kids, but then, you know, it's a lot of issues, eh? The woman gets pregnant for those whose body reacts funnily. Eyes swollen, hair swollen, feet swollen, rolling. Those with, whose stomach comes out. And then, he asks for strange things at strange times. One o'clock in the night, I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? Fried pig. Like, how can you try piggy one here? Alright? All the food, and then pregnant women sometimes can be funny. All the food in the house will not make sense. She want Indomie? No. She want bread? No. She want rice? No. She want beans? No. What do you want? Toad. I can't get toad now. Alright? And then after all this, I give birth to the child. Everybody's rejoicing. The child starts talking. Right? Then when the child opens his mouth, he says, Papa. In your mind, you're like, no, say ma ma. Say pa pa. Like, no, no. Say ma pa. Ma ma. Da da. Like, see, I'm the one. (laughs) Do you realize that? You know why? Because every parent's heart 
is the fact that I should communicate with my child. And there is no pleasure in this world that when your child calls you father. You know nobody else can call you that name. Are you following what I'm saying? So God gave us the right to be able to call him father. Why? Because you know that if my child calls me father, what's going to happen? I can now be in a position to communicate and direct and counsel and raise him. Listen, without communication, you cannot raise your children. So that's why you realize that every, every child, you know, the parents are waiting. Will this child talk? Can any child talk? Are you following? Every sound of that child makes meaning to you. Because you know, if this child can talk, and if this child can hear, then there there are no possibilities. He can go to school. He can learn. I can instruct him. He can become whoever God has created him to be. Nothing frustrates a parent like a child who cannot communicate. Nothing. It's the same thing with God. It's the same thing with God. He wants to guide you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to make input into your life. If you have ever raised... Uh, grown-up kids or teenagers. You see, nothing pains your heart like the fact that you can't counsel them. You have a child in your house. He's just doing what he wants. You will be frustrated. Because you want to be able to sit with your child and say, I think this is good. Uh, Do you understand? Even if he's going to have an opinion, that conversation helps. How many of you were in homes where your parents didn't talk to you, just made decisions yourself? Sometimes you even feel frustrated. Sometimes you just go and meet your father. And this thing, what do you think I should do? You might say, as I did, yes, Anything you want to do with your life, you go to. You, you know the frustration. The frustration is, listen, I'm not even saying, at least just show concern by communicating. Do you understand? So you see, there is frustration if your father is not giving you guidance. There is frustration if you're not receiving guidance. It's the same thing with God. God has a plan for us. And He wants to communicate. And He wants to guide. Romans chapter 8. Are you learning something this morning? Come on, I said, are you learning something this morning? Say loud and clear, God wants to guide me. I can't hear you, church. Say, God wants to guide me. Yeah. Never again confess I can't hear God's voice. You can. You can. Glory to God. Romans chapter 8 and verse... uh, Let's read from verse 13. For if you're living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are put into death the deeds of the body, you will live. Look at verse 14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are what? Sons of God. What is the whole mark that you are a son of God? Is if you are being led by God. If you are being guided by God. Look at what it says. Verse 15. For you have not received a spirit of slavery. What is the spirit of slavery? It is the spirit of fear. You have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out what? Abba, Father. That's why I taught you here that you know what? You know, uh, 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 it's good. Sometimes you hear, especially people who lead praises, they say, open your mouth, tell God sweet things, tell God sweet things. And then the people will start saying things. Uh, the one who fetches water without basket, the one who lights fire without firewood, the one who can, they will start saying, whatever comes sweet in their mind, they start saying, you better stick to the word. Do you realize that? 
Do you realize that all those names of God we call, they were names that were revealed to people in the Old Testament. Jehovah Jerry, Jehovah um, Sidikin, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah El Kippur, Jehovah this one. You realize that in the New Testament, he didn't reveal his name to Jehovah as anything. How did he re- reveal himself to us in the New Testament? When you pray, say, Our Father. God's greatest desire is to be called Father. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's not, he's, he's not the one who put two stones together and thunder will come out. He's good. You know, and the way, you know, you praise God that way because you are very attuned to the way Habalists praise their gods before they perform. You know, you, you are close. So you feel, when you are not telling God, ah, the miracle worker, the one who will open this, here you go, you say, talk more, talk more. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I want two children. Take four. You know, <laughs> so you hear people teach. You know, when you when you are entering, if you have if you have prayed, if you have tried prayer, prayer is not working. Try praise. Try. Like try prayer. Like prayer does not work. You should try praise. So it's almost like you know what? I need something from God. What's going to work today? Today is what? Today is Sunday. Ah, Sunday, 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 Sunday. God may be tired today. Let's try praise. He said, Give him high praise. Then I said, I give him high praise. God will start waking up gradually. They say, Ah, they're singing in money. Which song are they singing? <laughs> you know, that's our concept, right? Like, which song are they singing? They just start singing. Ah, firewood maker, uh, bread of heaven. This is how God will now be shaking his head. Shaking his head. He said, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask. I'm okay now. No, no, God doesn't have moods. We are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father. Do you, do, you, do you know something? That it's your wife, if you're married, right? It's your wife that is conscious of your mood before he asks you something. Eh? You know, sometimes your wife wants to ask you something. He just sees you. The way you are watching the, the, the TV knows that things are not normal. So you just say, later, later, later. Or some of the children, the older children will go and meet you and say, I want to ask daddy for say, don't go now. If you ask, he say, no. I've stayed with your, husband, with, your, with your father for 25 years. I know when he's in no mood. Say, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to do something in the evening. And the woman goes to the market and cooks dry fish and cooks. You know, some of you that like all those stuff. Cook. Say, when your father is eating, just before the final meat, ask him. So I just eat, 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 eat. And you, just, you yourself will know that something is going on in the house. Because people are just moving. Say, ah, which meat is not shop now? Say, two, remain one. Okay, 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 okay. okay. And then, I say, about to eat the father, we say, size. You just say, hey, go, go, go. Tell your mother to do this. I told you. God is not like that. God is constant. His love for us is constant. I say, His love for us is constant. Every time, He says, we, we have this confidence in Him that when we pray according to His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, we have our petition granted. So I can leave the place of prayer knowing that I have my answers. Do we praise God? Yes, we praise Him. So He can do something for us? No, because He's our Father. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise is not a bribe. It is ascribing greatness to His name for who He is to us. So when we lift our hands and we thank Him, it's not so we can make God feel good. He's good already. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. So we have the Spirit and to cry, Abba, Father, the next verse. And this is what I like. The Spirit Himself 
If you observe that word spirit, there's capital S, right? It says the spirit himself bears or testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Glory to God. The spirit bears witness. It testifies that right now we are the children of God. It bears witness with our spirit. When we talk about how to be led by the Holy Ghost and how to be led by the Spirit, that's how God leads you. He leads you by the inward witness. The Spirit of God will speak to your spirit. That we're the children of God. You know when you have people who have lived all kinds of funny lifestyle and impregnated more people than they should. And then they are looking for the children. Say, who is responsible? Say, ah, it's not me. It's not me. Everybody can deny. You know sometimes they say, but your nose looks like his nose. <laughs> he say, no. It's only me that has this kind of nose. Say, but your head looks like the head. Say, no, it's the only me that have this kind of head. And the way I say, okay, let's go for a DNA test. Then they're going to say, okay, uh, let's discuss. You know, sometimes some things happen. Because the man knows that no matter the level of denier, when the DNA test is done, you can't run away from that. And you know what? That's exactly what the Bible is telling us. That if you test our spirit, it's the spirit of God. He bears witness. If you take us to the lab and run us through, come on, we are children of God. We've got a right to the name of Jesus. Are you following this now? We are sons of God. It changes everything about your life. Go to John chapter 1. Let me show you something here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I said, thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, are you excited that you're a child of God? I said, are you excited that you're a child of God? In your spirit is the DNA of God. The eternal life of God is in you. You know, many times, I, I, I'm going to write this in the devotional. Many times when we talk of eternal life, our mind goes to heaven. See, when we get to heaven, when we get to heaven, we are going to have eternal life. No, you have eternal life now. And he said, and Jesus defined eternal life. You know, most times we try to define things of, we try to define things in the scripture outside the scripture, which is wrong. The scripture defines to us eternal life. He said, what is eternal life? He said that you may know God and His Son. That's eternal life. Praise God. That's eternal life. So you should be conscious of these things. Follow our devotional in Him. Be conscious of who you are in Christ. I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. Keep saying it. I have the life of God in me. It will wipe away the ideas of generational curses. I have the life of God in me. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. It will wipe away... You know, when you want to commit sin and you say, I'm a child of God, something in you, the Holy Ghost, will tell you don't do that. But you know how you are bold to commit sin? When somebody has offended you, say, I want to tell them who I am. I'm a bunny man. I'm a bunny man. You don't try bunny man. You know what's happening? The evil nature in you will start rising. She's giving you ideas. Slap him. <laughs> Just as the Holy Ghost will say, calm down. You see, you see, this thing about sin and righteousness, it depends on who you yield to. I mean, your husband offends you, and then somebody say, just pray for him. Just trust God. Say, no, this man has been doing this. This is number seven. Let me, he will, he will not try it again. He will not try it again. Say, let me show you my true color. I, you know, all those times you are pacing back and front. The Holy Ghost is telling you, don't worry. Things will be fine. Say, no, no, no. Because I'm a Christian. does not mean I'm stupid. Christianity is not so stupid. You stop quoting scriptures and start quoting parable. <laughs> Once beaten twice, child. Evil and forty is full forever. You deserve that. You are just quoting rhymes. It will be making sense to your flesh. Then somebody will say, slap him. Slap him. They just go and slap him. Ha! And then the man, 
The Holy Ghost will start speaking again. It's okay. Walk in love. Say, no! My grandfather told me, if a woman slaps you, slap her twice, to teach her a lesson. And put, is it part of you now listening to grandfather and grandmother and ancestors? You know, you know, when the marriage is broken, what are people going to say? Ah, it was somebody. Somebody was seeing how where they are going. You know, it was when he went to the village and ate food. No. It was because both of you, no one yielded to the Spirit. I mean, there's a video my wife sent, sent, sent to me. If, if I remember, I would have shown you the video. It's a very nice video. I would have sent it to the mailing list, but people would think I'm not serious. It was a man who didn't want to take responsibility for the child. Have you watched it on Facebook? Uh, I mean, this woman beat the man. Right. You know, is part of the site you always see is men beating women. But this one. Oh boy. Even me, while watching, I was afraid of the woman. So I had to keep the phone far. You know, because you can watch something, you know, and you, have you watched all those movies? And the woman, I like, you're watching me too much. Pam, I slaps you too. I mean, <laughs> I believe that if that woman had yielded to the Holy Ghost, that video would not go viral. All of us have the opportunities to sin. We just choose not to take it. Why? We're sons of God. It's not in our nature to act this way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me tell you, there is no character default you have that the Holy Ghost will not take from you if you yield to Him. You know, have you, have you felt that restraint when you want to talk and insult some, somebody? Somebody will say, keep quiet. You will, you will say, God, wait. Let me feel, I'll get back to you. <laughs> this insult. And that's it. That's when we lose it. And you know what happens? Immediately you've done that, the enemy rushes in with an accusation. And you start feeling guilty. And you know you shouldn't have done that. You stop communicating with God. Like Adam, you now hide in fear. And that's where broken fellowship starts. Are you, are you following this now? We're going to talk about this more. We're going to talk about hindrances to hearing the voice of God. It's not setting our minds on the things of the Spirit. That's why certain times when you do certain things, the Holy Ghost will tell you you're not supposed to do that. And let me tell you, let me just say this very quickly. It's an example that's coming to my mind. One of the ways to hear God is the Holy Ghost will start telling you to do right things. For some of you, you know, people want to hear God who to marry. They've never heard God in their life. The only time they want to hear God is who to marry. It's risky. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why when you're driving your car, you first drive in the compound, then they take you to the school feed before you get into express. If you decide that you want to start driving and you are heading for express, it might be your express way to death. Because there's a level of mastery required for high-level engagement. So, somebody who has not heard God say wash plate in the morning cannot hear God say go and start a church. And you think God cannot tell you? God can tell you. And that's why sometimes if you marry someone who is filled with the Holy Ghost and is listening to God, even some of the things you're complaining about, the Holy Ghost will begin to nudge him to do it. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? So, the Bible says, go to John 1, verse 13. Verse, verse 12 to 13 again. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So when we have received Jesus, we are born of God. Even though your father did not want you, even though your mother did not want you, you're now a child of God. You're born of God. Hallelujah. He says, we're now born of God. We belong to him. In John chapter 10, verse 27. John 10, 27. It says, My sheep will hear my voice. 
always confess that I hear the voice of the Father. My sheep will, my, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So it means that God can speak to you. And I always give this example. Right? I always give this example. I said, even if an unbeliever can hear God, how much more you that is child? When Saul heard God, he was a murderer. He was not born again. And the Lord called him. When Abimelech heard God concerning uh, Abraham, he was not born again. If God can speak to unbelieving, wicked and hidden kings, how much more you that you are his child? He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. And like I said, most times the way we've presented the voice of God is why many of us don't hear God. Because you hear a preacher come and give you very mysterious ways that God spoke to him. Very mysterious. I know, funny enough, I always find that, you know, God has a way of waking people up from sleep to talk to them. 2 a.m., 2.44 a.m. Angels always appear at very odd times. 3.92 a.m. <laughs> An angel came. An angel appeared. angel was wearing sandals. Had big wings. And he called my native name. So nobody calls my native name. So it must be an angel. <laughs> he says, stay with the written word. Stay with the written word. That's why a lot of young men have gone into ministry when God didn't call them. Sometimes it's dreams. And I'm going to talk about that very briefly. Sometimes everybody has a way in which God speaks to them very clearly. For instance... Between myself and my wife, I pay a lot more attention to her dreams than my dream. You know, her dreams, if she dreams about something, it's, it's a bit stronger. Me, dream is the last way God speaks to me. You know, when you have warned your child and warned, 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 there's no other way. That's the last. If I dream about something, uh, that means God has been trying to get my attention. I'm not paying. Most times, most of the things I've done in my life is in one witness. I just perceive in my spirit I should do this. If I dream, yeah. Because most of my dream is because I'm tired. Walk, 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 walk. I'm tired. I'll not be sleeping. I'm climbing, climbing upstairs, jumping down. Just, I'm tired. I didn't have time to play in the day. I'll just be playing in the dream. So when I wake up, I, didn't even, I don't even bother. Maybe sometimes, since there's no match now, I'll just go and be playing football. Because I'm tired. I want to watch football. I even say, like, God is trying to teach me lessons. He's not teaching me any lesson. I'm just tired. Alright? I remember one time I had a dream that my son was dead. You know, I got up. I didn't even bother because I know that was from the devil. It wasn't God trying to warn me to pray. You know why? Because I've got the written word about my children. I've got the written word. So I didn't even Oh, I had a dream. I had a dream. My child not died. My child not died. And I carried the coffee. And I said, oh, coffee is not my portion. Coffee is not my portion. And then you get up and I start praying. Sometimes when you pray about certain things, it just means that you are giving recognition to them that they are important. Some things, your name is not there. I'm not saying don't pray, but I just got up. I did, I'm not even sure I told my wife about it. Like nothing. It was nothing. It was the devil trying to sow the seed of fear. Say, great shall be the peace of my children because they shall be taught of the Lord. I speak that every morning. So you, sometimes you, God speaks to people in different ways. And you have to understand the language. And it's not as if God doesn't want to speak to you in this way. Some of you are too busy. You don't listen to the inward witness. Are you following what I'm saying? So God will have to use, you know, if God just sends something, a small angel, you will, you will drive the angel. So God has to send big angel with big sanders. Fire. Something that will catch your attention. 
Do you realize that it was only once God spoke to Moses through the burning bush? After that, he just communicated with him. Some of you is to get your attention. It's like <laughs> that prophet, Balak. You right? God says, don't go. He was going. God says, don't go. He'll come and... God says, don't go. And God had to use the donkey to speak to him. How can a prophet be that hardened? And I'm going to talk to you about hindrances to, to not hearing God's voice. Sometimes it's hardness of heart. God gives you the instruction. You know, God, God just leaves you. When a donkey spoke... If I, donkey was not asking him, have I ever behaved to you like this before? I love that donkey. Donkey was asking, Animal right? Have I behaved to you? Then the prophet was answering the donkey, No. <laughs> God had to use a donkey to speak to a prophet. And I want to say something. Listen carefully to what I'm saying. The fact that you have been led once doesn't mean you are led now. Don't have confidence in the fact that I heard God yesterday. God might be giving you a different instruction today. If God had not listened, if Abraham had not listened to God, he would have killed Isaac and testified about it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise, you know, in this, in this commission, we're always told to obey God. And God said, I should kill my son. This is his head. <laughs> and they will say, wow, this man is... And you know, they'll blame it on God. There's something myself and my wife will always say in our house. See, if any believer dies, any believer dies, listen, God has been trying to tell them something. God has, listen, God has been trying to speak to them. That's why, listening to your inward witness, you must make sure nothing gets into the voice of God in your heart. It's different between life and death. You know, as he was about to kill Isaac, what did God say? God says, stop, I've seen your heart. There is a ram there. If he, had, if he had not listened to God, he would have taken that previous instruction and did something and blame it on God. So there are certain times, that's why I like the New American Standard Bible. Can you go back there for me, please? Um, Romans 8. Romans 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just give me five minutes. Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at this. Verse, um, verse 14. For all who are, Romans 8, 14. For all who are being led. That's why I like this. Who are being led. So, it's a constant leading. It's a fresh leading. You know, um, last Sunday, um, Samiri taught. And as of Wednesday, she was asking me, because sometimes she's finding out what I want to teach so they can sing along that line. She's asking me, what do you want to teach? I said, well, I don't have clarity from God yet. And I think on Thursday evening, I was just coming to the office to do something and I heard the phrase, God wants to guide you. And I knew in my spirit that's what God wanted me to teach. Are you following this? So, you know, I don't have months planned in, in January we are going to teach this. No, because God, there are specific things God wants to communicate to the church and I must be open to teach that, the, the things that God wants to say. And that's why, you know, in, if we have two services like this, sometimes you listen to the message of the first service, it's the same thing we teach, and you listen to the message of the second service, some things are a bit different. You know why? The Holy Ghost will put words and examples in our heart for the people coming for each of the services. And that's why we have to stay yielded to the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. For as many as have been led. So, we cannot say, I used to hear God, and today you harden your heart. No! God will constantly be speaking to you. Because life is what? Is dynamic. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, uh, 
Let's do one more scripture and then we can pack up. Alright. Uh, I'm thinking of which one to do now. Mm, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let's do Isaiah 58 verse 11. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 58 verse 11. Come on, are you learning something this morning? I didn't hear you. Are you learning something this morning? It's God's will to guide us. Look at this first line. And the Lord will continually guide you. He will continually guide you. So, the Lord wants to provide continuous guidance. He would, you know, one, one day uh, a couple came to my dad. The child was not doing well in school. The child wasn't doing well in school. And you know, that can be frustrating. So, they came to my dad and my, the, 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 the family came to my dad and said they wanted deliverance. You know, sometimes people come to, to meet you as a pastor and they already have the solution. So they came, <laughs> he met my dad, said, Sir, we want deliverance for this boy. So my dad said, What is wrong with him that you want deliverance? He said, The boy is not doing well in school. So he wanted them to deliver the boy. So uh, my dad said, Deep within his spirit, he just said, He says, Change his school. And he said, If you change his school after the first time, he doesn't pick up, then come back. They changed the boy's school, the boy picked up fast. Now, it, it might not be a miracle that when he said that, that's when the boy's brain resets. It, it's possible, but that's not. Sometimes there might be environment of things going on in that school that the boy is not able to communicate with his parents and his parents are not aware that's making the child or something environmental. So what am I trying to say? You know, to be led by the Spirit of God, sometimes it can be in decisions like that. Which school should my child attend? Don't just, you know, well, ah, man, the way some of us live. We have all our life planned out. It's just one or two times we ask God for some things. Everything is planned. Everything is planned. I've got, I've got this. 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 Then when you run into some problem and I say, God, can you help me? God say, you are out of the plan. Wait! <laughs> you know, it's like, when, most times when I go to Lagos, I use Uber, right? And then you get into this Uber and then you put the GPS. And the lady say, 400 kilometers, turn right. 400. I mean, sometimes you just see these guys. When you say, turn right, say, don't mind, that, that, that place will be long. There will be traffic there. They will cut and cut and cut and cut. While the GPS is giving a separate instruction, they are following a different route. But you know what I found out? Even when they follow a different route, the GPS will recalculate and start directing them from there. That's why God is merciful. Even when we make mistakes, from where we are, God reroutes us. But listen, listen to me. As powerful as God is, you can choose not to hear His voice. He won't force you. Just like the GPS, he will keep saying, turn right, turn left. You can carry the car and head somewhere else. The Lord will guide us continually. And this whole month we'll be dealing with this issue of guidance. Please, I, I beg you, follow the series. Get the messages. If possible, get the message, messages of both services. We are led in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. I said we are led in the way of the Lord. The Lord will continually guide us. Let's be on our feet. Let's, let's say that. Let's say that over our lives. I receive guidance. Continued guidance. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I receive continuous guidance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Let's sing that quickly. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. I just perceive this morning that God wants to create pathways for us in the spirit. I, I just sense this morning that the cloud of confusion is going to be broken. I sense that. I sense that. I sense that clouds of confusion as going to be lifted. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.